take a seat. <laughs> Helps to turn it on. Thank you. I'm going to pray over the offering. Lord, I just thank you for heaven's economy. I just thank you, Lord, that uh, you call us to partner with you and we thank you, Lord, we see supernatural multiplication. We just thank you for heaven's economy. Just bless all giving today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to fill out credit card information, that should be up on the screen and you can do that and they're going to help you do it. All right. While you're doing that, I'm really glad that soccer is not my religion. Was anyone foolish enough to get up early this morning? Who got up early this morning? You didn't. Wow, it isn't your religion. Good for you. It's not my religion, but I got up anyway. Australia nearly stumbled over the line. You never know. So I was actually chatting to a friend in Argentina, and I know that was a lot closer to their heart than ours. So but I was pleasantly surprised how we went. When do I ever talk about sport? Never. Okay. Ah, all right. Um, well, we're doing that. What we're going to do is we're going to put up a series of slides. You know the drill. But just off the bat, we've our last service for the year, Sunday uh, morning and afternoon, will be the 18th of December. And then we break for a couple of weeks. Uh, we get come back on January the 8th. So if you want to do a Christmas Day church service, it will not be here. It will be pretty much anywhere but here. It's funny when we get people join the church, they're saying, when, when's the services? All year except for Christmas and Easter. Okay. So there you go. So uh, we just, you guys need a, we all need a break. Um, we come back on the 8th. So the morning service here, no afternoon service on the 8th. We will be having it at Munta and then we'll go down there, um, probably do some water baptisms, some ministry, uh, see how that goes. Who knows that the beach down at Munta is quite nice. It is quite nice. And they have a shark cage net thing okay so yeah there are sharks down there so just be aware of that and uh, it'll lift your faith up won't it all right so um, and also to the Tuesday nights uh, the last one is coming up this week that's our last Tuesday night for the year and then we have that break until the 31st okay wonderful creatives all the details are up there look at it focus memorize next one please <laughs> Is there another one? Did, did I give you another? What about the one I emailed this morning with the, here we go. Okay, now uh, this is this Thursday night. It's here, it's a registration. If you understand the QR code thing, take a picture of it now. That's, that's a group of very heavy hitters. Um, I think that we're gonna talk this morning about the incredible historic opportunities there are in the body of Christ in this season. Incredibly historic. At the same time as well, there's been a fair bit of rubbish and unrighteousness in so much as uh, um, there have been people who've really suffered in COVID. And so I believe the TGA and other groups have actually made it nigh impossible for people to get hold of things like I ivermectin, which has been a pretty much effective uh, uh, therapeutic um, and there was so much disinformation around it. Um, and these guys are actually campaigning with the TGA and APRA and all that sort of stuff. So. Um, uh, top right is uh, Dr. Nikolai Petrovsky, <clears throat> and um, he actually came up with a vaccine, I don't know, it was years ago, no, no, maybe 10, 15, that put Flinders University on the map regarding SARS and, um, or swine flu, I can't remember. So if you, want to, if you want to be informed, this is the night to come. It's a $20 registration fee. This is not a Field of Dreams event. You know what we're like, we let people use our building who actually have something to say. Can someone say amen? So they'll be handling it all. I think uh, we've got our own guys doing sound. And if it gets into overflow, um, there'll be probably room out the back there that we'll have in the overflow. Don't worry, they're not gonna be laying hands on people. It's not gonna be impartation. They're not gonna be throwing needles into the audience, all right? So, so even if you're out the back there, it doesn't matter. But there are people coming from all over Australia, I'll, I'll definitely be coming because I just know that, especially with, uh, um, the G20 where they all, you know, decided to sign up for Vax pass passports around the world. It's ridiculous. So if we're going to find out, uh, if, we, if we're going to, it's one thing to be emotional and angry. It's another thing to be informed and skillful. So um, if I'll just leave that up there for a little moment. While we do that, I'm going to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit, 
thank you. This is the day that you've made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for your word. We thank you. Your word goes forth and it doesn't return void. We just thank you today uh, for your word smashing the soulish deception of darkness. We just thank you today for that. It's not a sharp two edged sword, Lord, it's sharper. And we just thank you right now for that ability to cut away the, 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 the flesh of fear and worry and anxiety. And we thank you for glory. We thank you for glory. We thank you for life. We thank you for, uh, Lord, you, those who are wise shall shine. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. <clears throat> now, I'm going to uh, start by reading from, we are going to read um, from a passage of Scripture that's super famous, super well known. And it's funny because we can read a passage of Scripture and go, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, I know that. We don't know it until it goes into our heart and we can manifest it. It's great to have doctrine and theology, but really what happens is the Word of God, all truth, has to land in the human heart to invade the natural world. So it's, this is really, really well known. Now, one of the things that um, when I first came to the Lord, you know, I wasn't that strong on the Beatitudes. I found them a bit abstract and so on. Sermon on the Mount, not one of my strongest suits, okay? And right at the end is that Jesus came to this, this fulcrum, this, this crescendo right at the end in regards to the kingdom of God and how it actually, the, the interface between the kingdom of heaven and human nature, especially natural, the natural physical side of man. And so we know about this and yet here we are. And so what we're gonna do is that when we read this, don't glaze over, I just want you to see it with new eyes because what we're gonna do is we are going to, we're gonna draw out the supernatural wisdom and dynamics behind a very familiar passage of Scripture. So Holy Ghost, we just thank you for new eyes today. Wisdom and revelation, in Jesus' name, amen. So let's start by reading Matthew chapter six, if we could put that up, please. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. <laughs> what you will eat or what, boy, don't we worry about our food. I know, I know, I, uh, 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 the Lord, you know, there, I have seasons where, where the Lord somehow morphed me into, uh, I, I'm a very, very large man with a large appetite and morphed me into a, into a body with a very fast metabolism. So I'm not innocent, okay? I know what it's like to eat on Christmas day and literally lie there like an anaconda with a capybara in his stomach, Christmas afternoon, and then that this, you got that crescendo of snoring throughout the lounge rooms of the, of the, of the uh, nation. And then you do it all over again at night. Okay, <clears throat> therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, <laughs> what you will put on. <laughs> <clears throat> seriously, seriously. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Well, it is, Lord, but you know, anyway, come on. <clears throat> Look at the, oh, hang on, but the Look at the birds of the air, <laughs> but they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. <clears throat> and are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of, uh, clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, be encouraged, my little ones. Uh, <laughs> will he not more, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things, the Gentiles seek. You know, think about how much life is, is, is seeking what we're gonna eat, what we're gonna wear, what, you know, like for you, your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Yep. But here is the answer, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. 
Therefore, with all of this in mind, therefore, whenever you see therefore, you've got to ask what it's there for. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So again and again and again, Jesus is talking about the human condition and how there are literal needs and I would say felt needs. Whenever there's worry, it's a felt need. God thinks you, God thinks that you know you need to grow in your spirit and get strengthened with might and the spirit and the inner man, and yet we're consumed with what are we having for lunch? Okay, one's a need, one's a felt need. They both have levels of legitimacy. So he says, "Don't worry." The Lord is very clear: Do not worry. Don't worry. So what do we do? <laughs> I know there was a song Bobby McFerrin didn't quite take, but you know, is it, is it Jesus is saying again and again, don't worry. And I, I think that, 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 that rather than just go into being pedantic and dogmatic about it, well, don't worry, is that you go, consider the lilies, look at the birds, and you're like, yeah, so what? <laughs> And you think about how much is, it really does consume our, our mental faculties and our emotions around what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, etc. It really is quite profound. Jesus has really just brought it down to this. And he said, look, people outside of covenant are obsessed with these things. They're obsessed. He says, I'm commanded. These are not the, the Lord's suggestions. He says, I'm telling you, do not worry, but seek first the kingdom of heaven and these things will be added. Now, I used to think that if you put God's kingdom first on a heavenly, this is my understanding back in the day. If you put God's kingdom first on a quid pro quo level of exchange, he'll put your needs first for him. I'm thinking, well, if I put his needs first and he'll meet mine. And that's not what it's saying. That's not what it's saying. You know, the inference here is if you don't, put God's kingdom first and his righteousness, the inference is you won't get any of your needs met. Isn't that interesting? So rather than it's an issue of priorities, if you prioritise it, God will prioritise it. We need to know that the inference of being consumed and concerned of what we're going to wear and eat, etc., our physical bodies, there's an inference that those needs will not be met. So when you worry about how your needs are going to be met, there's a chance that they might not be met to the desire that we want. Isn't that interesting? Because we're trying to eliminate, trying to eliminate uh, all wiggle room. And so when we get consumed with worry, people go, okay, well, so we, when we do the eyes, wings and wheels and we, we, we go through that discipleship thing we put together. And one of the major things is, is, is meditation. Meditation's huge. Meditation is probably more important than prayer because if you don't meditate, your prayer will be ineffectual and powerless. But if you meditate, you'll be so full of the kingdom that you just start speaking and things manifest. Meditation is huge. People go, I really struggle with meditation. We, so we treat meditation as something so abstract and so mystical and yet most people are epic at meditation. It's called worry. I don't know if I can meditate. No, you're meditating now. What's the time I've got to leave? You're meditating. <laughs> and, 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 and we need to understand that the spiritual dynamics around this, but we get con so consumed with anxiety, you actually, it's actually, there's no life in it. Now, is there neutral ground? Is there neutral, if something doesn't have life in it, is there sort of life? It's death. It really is. You get consumed with worry and anxiety and, and they reckon a very high percentage of things that can go wrong with your body are psychosomatic. You don't deal with that worry, it'll take you out. So Jesus says, don't be consumed with these things. So the inference is that you might not get your needs met. This is such a, why is this so primary? I'll tell you why it's so primary. It's because I believe, as evidenced by Scripture and the revelation of the Holy Ghost, is that you've got so many people in the body of Christ struggled to see their basic needs met or prayers answered and that's completely and intricately entwined with the love and provision of God the Father. It's so central. If you were to do a survey, an anonymous survey, people go, I struggle with prayer and getting answers to prayer. Jesus at the beginning said, well, if you are worried about things, you probably won't get answers to prayer. And this is where you start to, Rather than 
get upset, you ha- we start to realise we have to wage war on a spirit of anxiety and worry. That's what it comes down to. It doesn't mean disassociate and go, consider the birds, consider the lilies. It means, it, Jesus said, you, you, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now let's, let's have a quick look at Psalm 30, 37, 8. What this does, it says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. And so, don't fret. Now, let's just do a little survey. I, won't, I actually won't require a response, so it's not a survey, but how many people do you know who are really stressed out all the time and they live in a very, very transformative, powerful, exciting life? Constant answers to prayer, stressed, unhappy. I'm, I'm, I'm painting a picture here. Um, how many people who are completely self-absorbed and selfish really doing great things for the kingdom or getting, getting incredible, like, like seeing people tr- that saved and uh, 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 the power of God. And because I've, I've been in seasons, I've been in quite a few seasons where I'm in such an open heaven, God's answering prayers I haven't even prayed. They just manifest desires. I'm like, wow, Lord, not only did I, did I ask for a banana split, but you put cream and cherry on top. Is it, but how many times when you see people self-consumed, they actually are living the dream? Because we need to be able to properly differentiate these different elements here. Jesus is talking about the things that the Father wants for every one of His kids. This is, these are the things. It's not sort of, this is not, this is not a passage of Scripture for people to live threadbare, sh- a, a shoestring budget you know, I've just got to renounce the whole material world. That's not what it's saying. We're not called to be Gnostic. I have physical children and on Christmas Day, they expect physical presents. And I wanna eat a physical lunch. Can you imagine everyone just sitting around, real life would say grace for an hour and sort of like, oh, how they go? We have food that you do not know of. You know, like, like, like you know, I prepared this one for years, you know? Anyway, <laughs> so, so it's not talking about that. It's actually talking about what happens is that when we get consumed with our need or felt need, right, we shrink, we become small and we serve a big God. If, if it was about like begging and like coming to God in fear and anxiety, I really need you to do that like this, then we would be the best. We'd probably, if we got anointed, if God anointed us to worry, We'd probably have, and, 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 and through that worry and prayer, we got, we got manifestation. We'd probably have incredible lives, but we'd have a life expectancy of like 23 or 24. God doesn't anoint worry. He, very, very clearly, He says, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I know that. Seek first the kingdom, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And yet there's so many people consumed with worry and care and anxiety and it's counterproductive. It says, do not fret, it only causes harm. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said, I am much bigger on the inside. You, ha- you are in a physical temple. You know, I'm really, I, you know how I love quantum physics, all that sort of stuff. I'm fascinated, not just time, but also space. I'll never forget when I was a meeting of 20,000 people, Reinhard Bonnke. Who's, who's heard Reinhard Bonnke live? Amazing. He, um, 20,000 people, and he carried such an incredible anointing and presence. He's such a big person. It felt like I was in a room full of 100 people. It's like the room shrank. Seen that before, I've seen that before. Smith Wigglesworth said, I'm, I'm way bigger on the inside. The problem with worry and care, it makes us smaller. And you know what? what that, the, the smaller you are, the bigger your mountain is the harder it is to get prayers answered. And so we are commanded not to worry. You know, just think about the children of Israel when God sent the plagues. I mean, you know, one sign would be enough, you know, darkness or frogs. I mean, you have frogs everywhere, you know. Say the kids were going, wow, frogs, we've got to get all these free pets. Yippee, it's frogs, you know. And until there was millions of them. You know, 
uh, uh, go yippee, that's great for you guys. Wait till you live in Cairns or somewhere like that. You've ever gone out, you're going to, you're going to a family camp, sort of like, oh, great meeting, gotta go to the toilet, lift the, ah, you know, sort of like, it's sort of like, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Then you're confused, how do I deal with this? <laughs> there are frogs everywhere, you know. Uh, cane toads. Yeah, yeah, I know people who, they actually refine their golf swing. They do. But God had to send plague after plague, after sign after sign after sign. And then what happened is that the whole thing was this. God through Moses was trying to get Israel or the children of Israel, the orphan spirit, the slave, slavery spirit, trying to get them to look to this huge God. And yet they fought so hard where that shrinking God down into their felt need and fear. That is a parable for the ages for us. God wants to magnify, sorry, God wants to, He doesn't want us to limit Him. It actually says, I think in Psalms, they limited the Holy One of Israel. And when we get consumed with worry and need, you know, here's the deal. Let me just, I don't want to disparage need. Everyone has needs. So don't just, you can't just spiritualise it away. But there's a way to go about it and the way to go about it is to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And what happens, that delivers us from a spirit of self-consumption, shrinking and narcissism. You know, uh, uh, interesting conversation. I just, I did some ministry and I did something, I just come back from New Zealand and uh, I did something really unusual in New Zealand. I had a couple of days off. And anyway, so, <coughs> true. We're talking about narcissism and how you never used to, used to really hear about narcissism. So like in my, you know, when I studied psychology, personality disorders, personality disorders are really interesting. Firstly, it's probably a demon, but secondly, is that people who have personality disorders on a diagnostic level unaware they have a personality disorder. Good luck with that one. And narcissism is one of those where <clears throat> we're talking a bottomless pit and there's a grand canyon of, of oh my gosh, it's, it's really hectic. And so people use that word very freely now, not understanding the full implications of it. But what, what you have now, I believe, our conversation was, is it purely a personality disorder that's connected to your neurotransmitters and the whole inner world makeup? Or can narcissism be cultural? Very interesting. It's almost like, Unless I post it on social media, it's not real. Now, don't get me wrong, social media is amazing. I'm not talking about let's just become Luddites and live in a cave. I'm not saying that. But what happens is that, you know, there's a selfie here and a selfie there, you know. Like, like, and, and there's a time for that. I think it's fantastic testimonies and uh, healings and salvations. But what you have is the things that we think are making us get bigger and more platform, if it's coming through the wrong gate of ego, it's actually making us smaller. I've seen people and they're like, their whole day is governed by how many likes they get. And that's, that's, a, that's small, that's small living. And the Lord says, don't be consumed with, 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 with your needs. He said, seek first my kingdom. Because when you seek first my kingdom, you actually get enlarged, you get bigger. Okay, you get enlarged. And so, and so God, God through Moses was trying to get the children of Israel to, to magnify the Lord, to see how massive He was. I mean, that's pretty freaky. You're in the edge of the Red Sea. That's impossible. That's impossible. Like you, got, you got the army behind you. You got the sea in front of you. And they were freaking out. I mean, as you would. I mean, you'd think just like, okay, we've seen incredible signs, notwithstanding the Passover, <laughs> you know. And instantly they've forgotten. God's just a big, this is a big cosmic joke. We've really ticked Pharaoh off and God's brought us here, <laughs> right at the red of the People go, and I haven't even, I knew I should have taken those swimming lessons, you know, like so. <clears throat> and then we're the same when we do not, it says forget not all of his benefits. It says bringing those things into remembrance. And, and then we actually start to become prisoner of our circumstances. God wants to meet our needs, but it will never be through worry and concern, especially exalting it above and beyond the kingdom of heaven. 
This is really important because we're at a time of year where everyone's the sensitivity. At the moment, I'm, I'm very, I feel very sensitive to, towards loud cars and loud planes right now. Did anyone hear that plane come over yesterday? I, I don't know when the last time that happened. I was, a, I was, a, I was doing what the, uh, the Lord told me to do. Uh, 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 I went to the very first and the very last Adelaide Grand Prix here, 1985, I think. And, and they, they, you know, and I, I don't know what were they. The, uh, I can't remember what the, the planes were, but I thought, yeah, whoa, like this. I remember because I didn't know the Lord. I was carrying a tray of beers. <laughs> After my friend passed his journalism, photographers passed through the fence, and I got him for free. Um, I could, in my line of sight, I could see probably, I don't know, four, two, three, four thousand people. And with those, uh, as F1s, uh, uh, what were they? F-18s. Yeah. You couldn't hear them until they came past. And so I'm like this. Dun, 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 dun. You hear this. <laughs> like this. I saw thousands of people bit the dust instantly and get baptised in beer. I did. And like, <laughs> in danger zone, you know. Until they flew over Virginia and smashed all the glass houses and there had to be a big payout, okay? <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> did the Air Force wreck everyone's marijuana grow houses? <laughs> the official line was we cannot confirm nor deny. All right. <laughs> Why am I talking about this? <laughs> yes, everyone's sensitive, right. <laughs> I'm not gonna... Okay. What happens is that, now, I, uh, I injured myself the other day and it was perfect storm, right? And I really wanted to blame someone. I did. And this is the worst thing, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to you, please. I, like, I, I was so tempted, I was so tempted to feel really sorry for myself. You know when you feel sorry for yourself, not only do you shrink yourself down, you actually put yourself out of the reach of God. Nor height, nor, nor depth, nor principality, nor power, any creative thing, things present, things to come. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Nothing. We can separate ourselves. We can separate ourselves. When you feel sorry for yourself, you shrink down. And the problem is, is when you shrink down, you cannot receive anything. You couldn't receive $5 by faith. That's one of the major things. Is when you get consumed with worry and fear, you become smaller and shrink down. Your problems become massive and nothing ever happens. God says, if you seek first my infinite kingdom of love, peace, joy, provision, wisdom, the multiverse, that quantum field, that, that it's like where if you go to that first, there is no big prayer. There's no big need. It's like, this is impossible. Let's just part the, part the ocean. <laughs> and we cannot be consumed even when we're, and we've got, to be, we've got to make sure this time of year we steward our energy as best as we can because when you get tired, spirituality tends to go out the window. You feel sorry for yourself. And so, or, or, and, and especially around Christmas time, blended families, broken families, families, um, we're not blended or broken, <laughs> but it's tough. All right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. This is what we have to, this is the antidote for this. Uh, Psalm 119, 32. It says here, I will run the course of your commandments for you shall enlarge my heart. When we allow ourselves to be big on the inside, the word enlarge here in the Hebrew means to make room. Can you imagine if you're so consumed with worry and fear about the basics, that it shrinks out, the anxiety shrinks the kingdom out, shrinks our capacity to receive. This is why we have to wage war on the spirit of worry and anxiety. Because especially with the fecal matter coming out of the media all the time, can you tell I'm triggered? Fear, lack, doubt, calling into question. You know, I mean, it's par for the course. What do we expect? They, you know, den of vipers. But you go, there was a picture of a Adelaide Crows ruckman 
remember, I remember I used to follow a team called the LA Crows. Anyway, he's got his arm around a guy called Jordan Peterson, the controversial spirit. He talks about common sense. But what happened? We've got a media, we've got a false prophet just completely going after anxiety, worry, doubt. How do you think a sitting government could manipulate a whole nation into the most absurd submission in Australia's history? Fear, worry, doubt. Fear, worry, concern. The minute you give up freedom for safety, you've lost. You've lost you're done. You're done. Keep you safe. Oh, my phone, I can't even even tell stress. Stay safe. Like you care. Um, what, that'd be one less bill you're getting. Stay safe. <laughs> Telstra. Like, they can't wait to put on added costs. <laughs> so so what, what you got is, is, is all this stuff shrinks us down. We have to be so careful because by default, if we're not in the spirit and we're aware of it, by, you, you could have, you know, look, you're talking to someone who have, I've never on any pharmaceutical level had to take anything, right? But I, I had depression in my bloodline. I know what it's like to wake up feeling like rubbish for no apparent reasons. Oh, it's just neurotransmitters. Wow, well, they really kicked my butt. I know what that's like. And to, to, from when I wake to later in the day going, I feel rubbish and I don't know why. Effortless hours, maybe days or weeks. And the Lord says, son, you don't understand there's an invisible war being waged over your soul. There is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, says we rest not against flesh and blood. I know what that's like. So we're in a place where the default in the natural is to be anxious and be worried. I saw, oh gosh, you, oh, I've got to get it up on my phone here, please. Just indulge me. Oh, I left it in the office, okay. All right. The, 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 the governor, the governor of the RBA, the Reserve Bank, said basically there will be no in, in, uh, interest rises until 2024. And then, next minute, um, we're going up by, what is it, half a percent, three quarters, whatever. And then he said, I really apologise if people actually listened to me and took my advice and they're suffering because of it. There's a whole system to completely lock us in bondage of worry and fear, and that's not God's way. But if we don't understand God's way, God's way is just, just resist it. Until what? I'm just gonna resist worry, don't worry. It's a vacuum. <laughs> God's complete antidote, he says, get consumed with my kingdom. Get consumed with the realm of the spirit. Get consumed with what the blood has done. Get consumed with the just shall live by faith. Get consumed with these things. And you'll see those other things, the basic felt needs will start to shrink. And you've got such an enlarged, massive spiritual space to not just overcome, but to receive. There's a, there's, a, there's a grace to receive. You just have to go pray in a prayer line and people are like this. You're not receiving nothing, bro. Sort of like, shut the pie hole. Look to the Lord as easy as breathing in air. Ruah, breathe, breathe, breathe. Again, there's some stubborn ones here, obviously. Okay. But when you smile, you receive easy from God. God's, God's not going, all of a sudden he's answering prayers like this. He's smiling, it's easy, everything's easy for God. The worry, the fear, the anxiety and our idolatrous ways that shrink our inner world make it impossible to receive. Can someone say amen? You can only say amen because it's about other people. Okay, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Preach it. All right. Help me, help you, help me. All right. All right. <laughs> you know? Okay. So we say, Lord, I need to be enlarged. Okay. Let's do Matthew 23, 11 to 12. Make me bigger, Lord. Okay. But he who is greatest among you should be your servant. Serving makes you big. It enlarges you. Whoever, oh, I like this one. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. It's like, it's like gosh, I'm amazing. Have you ever asked me? Okay. Sorry, we've been talking about me all night. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? And whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. When you get your eyes out of your spiritual, emotional belly button and you start to actually look upon the Lord, Something takes place. We See, we're created in His image. He's the creator and we're called to co-create. Worry is a form of creating. 
Oh, I need more dark matter, dark energy and death in my life. Worry, worry, worry. That's what it's doing. We've got to understand the spiritual dynamics behind this. Jesus isn't just throwaway line going, okay, we live in a desert, there's not much anyway, we're going to drop the expectations, shoestring budget, hands and mouths, you know, whatever. Okay, consider the lilies. Oh, got away with that one. He says, don't worry. He says, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. We went to be obsessed with the kingdom. And then Jesus says, if you do this, it's not a quid pro quo in exchange. You actually have the capacity. You have the surface area. You have the ability to receive more because you've been enlarged. Can someone say amen? It's completely true, especially this time of year. So it's a case of, oh, I shouldn't worry, it's a sin. Yeah, unbelief, but it'll kill you. It'll kill you. We've got to wage war and worry. Because it'll kill you. And, and from, from mild, nagging anxiety to crippling phobias. God has not given us those spirits, but we've got to wage war on them. Okay, so when you serve, you know, Munta. Munta's made me a bigger person. I actually, every time I get in the car and drive up there, I love it. But it's made me, but it's not, okay. I love going to Munta. I love what God's doing in Munta, but it hasn't made my life easier. Well, what's the answer? You know, you deserve a break, mate. Why don't you just stop it? <laughs> I've got to get bigger. I have to get bigger. And that's how you grow, one of the major reasons you grow. You know, you know like, um, you forget all your problems when you see God do a miracle in someone, lay hands on them. The amount of times I felt so miserable. So, Todd, Todd, can you come and pray for this person? You go, okay. I mean, outside you're like, mm-hmm. on the inside you're going. <laughs> we, got, we got a guy coming in from Argentina in a couple of months or whenever, Javier. Javier, you know the story. I'm in Argentina, I'm doing crusades with this guy and I was smoked, you know, <clears throat> people slain in the spirit, good move of God. I'm ready to walk out the door, out the door. And I can see in the spirit a giant uh, a T-bone steak, medium rare with chimichurri. I can see Malbec, Malbec, maybe Cabernet Sauvignon. I could see it in the spirit like this. I'm going, <laughs> like this. And all of a sudden, this guy comes like this. And I'm going, maybe he wants to have lunch with us. No. And, <laughs> and, and the interpreter was a brilliant interpreter, American girl. And uh, he go, I, and, and I get, he, what does he want? He goes, he wants more of God. And the still small voice goes, he needs to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, okay. Now, remember, up here, I'm at lunch, okay? And then I'm physically, my avatar's here going. Now, because <laughs> you're going to hear his story, it's crazy. So he, uh, <clears throat> so I said to the interpreter, okay. Tell him when he gets home, he needs to pray like this. It broke down in translation, such an easy thing. And I went, oh, all right, okay, we're gonna pray. To tell him we're gonna, I'm gonna pray for him now. Again, physical avatar, steak in the spirit, wine in the spirit, like, oh, like this. And the Lord says, go beyond yourself because this is not about you, son. Your ministry is not about you. God, use me. I tell you what, you pray that prayer and believe it, you will feel used. You will feel it's a good feeling. It's a happy tired. Okay? Use me, Lord. And then we think ministry is about us walking around like a peacock with two sets of tail feathers. Come on. What was the dying words of, of William Booth's Salvation Army? Others. Others. And you're like, I will when I overcome the worry. It doesn't work that way. So I laid hands on him within, I don't know, a minute, uh, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Power of God hits him, starts speaking in tongues. This guy's turned, turned the whole region upside down. He's a miracle working evangelist. He, he, he came to Christ a few weeks before I prayed for him, right? And he got baptised in the Spirit. He went straight into a 40 day fast. He gets invited, like, like we're talking about, I'm not trained enough, I need more experience. 40 day fast, straight away. As soon as he walked into his house, he told me, as soon as he walked into his house, oh, he had family there. He was so full of God, that everyone just instantly broke into tears and they couldn't understand it. Yeah, his wife, I don't know what, what you, what's happened, I want it. And a week later, she's doing housework, heaven falls down, she gets baptised in the Holy Ghost. 
He fasts for 40 days. At the end of that fast, he gets invited to speak at a church. He feels to pray for the pastor and the pastor hasn't told him he has terminal cancer. Praise him, power of God hits him, instantly healed. And I had to go beyond my selfish ways. I was like, like, I literally, if the steak and the wine was speaking louder than what it was, and trust me, it was loud. And the Lord says, you're not here for you. This guy's turned the region up, so he's gonna come here probably for a couple of weeks and minister, okay? But you, 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 it's always about others. See, when you make it about others, you get more in return, not just in the harvest level, but, but, but when you put first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, not just all these things will be added. You, you need to be a large person to receive. If God gave you everything, this is this really important. I just don't need a breakthrough in this area, in this area, in this area. Are we big enough to receive it or will the blessing kill us? What if God gave you everything? You, you, all of a sudden, every day we wobble because we have, to, we have to steward something of substance. So God says, I've got a better way. Make room first. Why don't you make room? Why don't you extend your tent pegs? That's what happened is, it, is, it, is it, I'm, I'm just like, I get this, uh, you know, I get the visions, I get the dreams, all the cool fun stuff. I also get the still small voice. I'm in a, Elders meeting, or a, I can't, uh, I think it was an elders meeting. And when we, we had them in here, and the Lord said, extend your, extend your tent pegs. Do you know what? I'm like going, the church is cranking, this is packed, we've got hundreds of people coming. God, people are amazing. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. Seriously, it's an amazing church. This is an amazing church. People are like, we're growing food, we're, uh, you know, uh, uh, souls getting saved, we're seeing miracles. Praise God, this is amazing. But I knew when God said, extend your tent pegs, if I chose not to, you're either going forwards or you're going backwards. You're getting bigger or you're shrinking. There's no retirement in the realm of the Spirit. There's no retirement. You're either going forward or you're going backwards. And so I said, yes, Lord. And now we're walking through that expansiveness. People gave out of their heart for that building. We're going to see regional outpouring. But, you, but, but when, you, when you enlarge yourself on the inside or at least yield to worship, yield to serving, yield to meditation, it's easy to receive. But if we get consumed in worry, we, get, we, we actually magnify the problem. And coming into this, into this season, it's, it's, it's as common as anything. Okay, Luke chapter 1, 46 and 47. This is Mary. She goes, and Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Saviour. Okay. Worry steals your focus. Worry shrinks you. Worry carries with it a spirit of darkness. Oh, but, but well, overwhelming and crippling? No, no. Just like the little foxes that grow into the giant grizzly bears. Okay. Those things, those demons feed on worry and doubt and fear. They really, really do. But what we're called to do is we're called to magnify the Lord. So you think of it like this, the, the, this physical body that you're in is finite. Now I know so over the Christmas break, some of you are gonna work on that. But your spirit is made of that same substance of the Lord. And we're talking like, when Elijah or Elisha, I can't remember, went to, with Gehazi, and Gehazi was like trying to cut a deal with, Haim, uh, with um, Naaman the Syrian, because the prophet wouldn't receive, and, and, and you go, did, he, goes, he goes, did not my spirit go with you? Do you know what? We just think that a human form that looks like Elijah, but a little bit sort of like see-through-ish actually went with him. Who knows, maybe Elijah is so massive that he, car he covers like hundreds of kilometres. His spirit does. Think about it. And he can effortlessly look and going, I told him not to. And now what's gonna happen? He's defiled the miracle. He's defiled the miracle. And what's gonna happen? is it now that leprosy will cling to him, like Naaman's leprosy. See, your spirit is, is still a mystery, but it's the candle of the Lord. And what happens, you've got this infinite God and we're called to magnify him. The implication is, you will enlarge my heart and we get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Your problems get smaller and smaller and smaller and way easier, not to manage, but to speak into. You know, there's so many things. We've got, we've got to get delivered a religious spirit around prayer. You know, there's so many things. God says, just believe it and you'll get it. Why don't you just speak it? 
But we ask it when it says we've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. They've already, already given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. We have to learn to ac access that dimension of the spirit where we actually believe and we don't pray in unbelief and get caught consumed in worry. Because what happens, discerning a spirit is really important. People go, I am believing. And you look and you go, and you see someone sort of like, a, and you go, I'm believing. And you're sort of like, help my unbelief. Okay, all right, I know where you're at now. <laughs> we actually, rather than go, I'm not gonna worry. Now, I don't know the veracity of this statement, but it sounds good, so I'll use it. <laughs> is your, your inner world doesn't understand negatives. So when someone, they grow up, go, I'm not gonna be like my parents. I'm not gonna be like my parents. They start becoming like their parents because their inner dialogue is, be like your parents, be like your parents, be like your parents. We've got to be really careful. We've got to be really, really careful about that inner world. And we've got to actually, we've actually got to, we've got this capacity to, to engage to the Him who sits on the throne. Omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. And we're made in His image and that's what we get to do. And so worry will do the opposite. It will kill you. And we need to understand what that is. You know what? One of the biggest tricks is demons lying to people and masquerading as the voice of God. That you've got to pray like crazy for years to get one tiny breakthrough. And then no, that's, not, that's not the Father. He's a giver of all good gifts. He gives generously. He's no respecter of persons. He doesn't give more to fivefold ministry or ascension gifts or prophets more than people who are serving in an admin. He doesn't. He's a giver. Can someone say amen if you believe God the Father is generous? Come on. He's generous. It's our ability to receive. And worry will shut that out. Okay. I'm afraid multitudes in the Western church, because I think there's a huge difference in the, in the different hemispheres. I believe multitudes have died in the wilderness of personal felt need. Don't really get a breakthrough, whatever that is. Now I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say something very pointed. So get your armour on, but it's not about you. Here's a concern I have. I'm concerned where of a generation, especially in the prophetic, where the prophetic has started to pan pander to people's orphan spirit. I'm, I have a problem with it. So consequently, words like breakthrough, recompense, like it's, it's cliche. And, and, and what happens is that the problem with narcissism and an orphan spirit is if I don't feel good today, then nothing's good. It's a filter. We actually have to be drawn into the big picture. You get drawn into the big picture and you become bigger. And your ability to receive. We actually have to wage war, especially on unbelief, but especially anxiety and worry. And so I just think that there's just too many, too many prophetic modalities. It's pandering to people. You know, here's a hypothetical, and I'm not, this is not a test. But can you imagine if God answered like, like your, your, your top five or 10 prayers, no matter how crazy they were, would you, be, would you still serve God? Did you, know, did you know there's a cycle? You wanna see the cycle in the Bible? Real easy, real easy, Book of Judges. What would happen in the Book of Judges? It's a supernatural cycle. Is it that God says, I'm gonna bless you, come in this land. And they just started indulging in pleasure and they started becoming idolatrous. Then the idolatry went from a heart thing to hectic Baal worship and hideous Asheroth, ridiculous stuff that we're seeing in the Word everywhere, okay? Then what would happen? The gates of hell would open up. They're dilated because God's covenant people are in agreement with darkness. It starts spewing onto the land. And when darkness gets spewed onto the land, then oppression comes. Isn't that interesting where we're at? Interesting, pause and meditate. Then they cry out to God, God, repent, sorry, repent. Second Chronicles 7.14, they repent. And they cry out to God, God sends a judge or a deliverer. Everything settles down. They come back into prosperity and they fail again. You know, a lot of people will pass the poverty tests. They'll give, they'll believe. They'll honour and worship God and then they come into blessing and it's very common for people to prosper and forget the Lord. This is why it's not about our needs, it's about His kingdom and His righteousness. And you know what? You get that right, you're gonna have, you're gonna have more than you can handle. And I don't mean like A class, B class, C class. I'm not talking about that. We're talking like, I know, I know firsthand my God is, is so generous. 
he, 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 the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow. But you don't go after the riches. And then when you've got riches, God says, how will you steward those riches? Can we gauge your heart in regards to eternity? Will you be trusted with true riches as opposed to just temporal? So this passage of Scripture that Jesus is talking about is a lot more central to the human condition and us overcoming. All right, landing the plane. Okay, here we go. All right, we've also already gone after the prophetic. We'll see what else we can go after. Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. Here we go. All right, what's the first thing? What's the first thing you gotta do before you get the good stuff? Tell me. Arise. But I gotta shine. No, 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 no. <laughs> no shining unless there's a, there's a rising. Step out, step up. Witness to people. Pray for the sick. I've never seen the dead, I've never seen the dead raised. Okay, um, how many dead have you prayed for? I represent that. Seriously, you've got, you've got to arise. You know, we were talking about the realm of the heart. You get what you believe. Jesus says, you must believe you've received it when you pray for it. He says, whatever, if command the mountain to be uprooted and cast into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, your cardia, the things you say will come to pass, you have whatever you say. But you step out, you believe God brings the substance. Our job is to get in the presence of God, not His job. That's our job. Our job is to believe and hold a line and our focus and our emotions. That's our job, not His job. His job is to bring the substance. Our job's to arise. There's no shining unless we arise. We, yeah, we're in prophetic time and we're just gonna start shining. It's not real. It's not real. We've gotta to choose to arise. We've gotta to choose to wage war on worry and you don't just say, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry because you're anywhere going, worry, worry, worry. I, I won't worry. No matter what happens, I won't worry. That's a vacuum. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added. That's the only antidote for being consumed in, 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 a, in, a, in a whirlpool of black matter and, and felt need of shri and, and shrinking down to a place you couldn't even receive $5 by faith. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. What's happening on the earth right now? Behold, darkness should cover the earth. Deep darkness, the people. Now, just keep that up there. What's the only way you can get rid of darkness? Come on. This is really hard. Light. You get people go, Pastors of churches, I want to stay under the radar. Why? I don't want to make waves. Why? Light waves, photons, send them out there. The only way this is getting dealt with what we're seeing everywhere. The, 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 capital, the, the crony capitalism, where we're seeing governments being dictated through, dictated to international business. Only light, only light will deal with it. If you think that I'm just gonna do doomsday prepping or just stay under the radar, there's never been a bigger deception. Greater is He who is in me than he who is in the world. I can do all things through verses that are quoted out of context, no. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The only way to see things change is the light shining in the dark. It's the only way, it's the only way. But we first must arise and then what happens is this, is that light overcomes darkness. Let's do this. Revelation 1.6. And has made us kings and priests to his God, Father. We're just gonna focus on this. So here's the deal, here's the deal. You're royalty, I'm royalty. So you either rule or you abdicate. Which one do you want? I'm an Aussie, wrong, wrong answer, wrong answer. If we don't rule, we, we're called to not just shine, we're called to rule our way out of this. Can someone say amen? That's what we're called to do. When we start to exalt Australian culture above kingdom culture, we're in serious error and we find that we lack power. The only way things are gonna change is if we shine and rule our way through. It's the only way. Oh, I don't, know, I don't wanna be controversial. To who? You gotta really, at the end of the day, I know that I got visited by that angel and he said, there's gonna be people gonna be more famous in heaven or on the earth. I wanna be famous there, not here. People don't care. <laughs> if you're worrying about what people, what people think about you, don't worry, they're not thinking about you. Be, be, rest easy, my dear one. People aren't thinking about you. Don't get consumed by other people's opinion. It counts, what was that, Woodhouse Double, where did that go? You wanna be popular, you wanna be famous in the right place, not here. You do stuff in secret. 
So you get rewarded openly, but that's not about the reward, it's about bringing on to the Lord. So here's the deal, your royalty and royals are meant to rule. And I'm not talking about some extended bloated family of Windsor just getting benefits and just going to a few, cutting open of some ribbons. That's not royalty, that's a gravy train. Look at these people exalting this royal like they've done something of note. Maybe someone was a rugby player and someone plays polo. Like seriously, we've got even the wrong idea of royalty. We are kings, kings rule. We rule from the realm of the Spirit, but that looks like something. So you've got all this worry trying to get a hold of people. God goes, if you cannot be free from worry, you probably won't get what you're believing for. So sort of like, can you imagine? Like, hey, go on, check it in on Johnny over here. Johnny is believing for a transformational breakthrough in such and such an area. How's it going, Johnny? Oh my God. Day two. <laughs> day, you know, day 20, miracle. And they just got worrieder and worrieder. It's never happened, ever, 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 ever. Do you know what? Is it, it actually says that just shall live by faith. It said it's the power of God of those who believe. And, and, and it says, faith energised by love. It says it in Galatians chapter five. So, or six, I think. So it says, you're, 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 you're royalty. And royalties aren't meant to worry. So we either rule or we abdicate. That's confronting, but good kind of confronting things. You're royalty. You've got Christ in you. God lives in you. He lives inside of you. Shine, rule your way through. Shine in the darkness. We were just ch- uh, chatting the other day. I'm a, I, I, 2020, I was preaching. I thought the cops were gonna come through and arrest me. I thought literally had chatted about this with Rachel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get arrested. Oh, you know, I don't wanna, it's not the plan. But what, what, if I have this in my hands and I'm like turning into an absolute compromising baby, I'll quit. I quit, I'm done, right? So what happens is, did I ever mellow? Ever, never, 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 never. We've had politicians in here. Oh, politicians in here. Oh, I think Todd will take it easy today. No, I went harder. Why are we under the radar? I'll tell you why. Because we're in the light and we're shining the light. You put on the armour of light, the kingdom of light, sons of light, walk in the light, shine in the light. The demons can't touch you. It's counterproductive. People go, stay under the radar. What? Take your light and put it under a bushel? You are a city on a hill. Don't get consumed with this stuff. I don't, I can't break through. So shut up. Especially if you're listening to self-serving words of encouragement. We have to, Lord, Lord, I need need you so badly. I need you even to be the lifter of my head. Where my, my help comes from. And so that, that, that's the, is, is, is it we're called to rule our way out of this mess. And this is why God is doing incredible things through you, through people in this church connected to, look what we've got coming on Thursday. These people, have, they're, they're upskilled professionally in this field that we've been completely scammed on. I've just come back from New Zealand and some of the things I've learned have blown my flipping grid. We've been lied to and conned. Oh, I, just, I don't wanna make waves. Well, get out the way. This is a historic moment. This is the church's greatest opportunity. Not just the billion soul harvest, but ruling and reigning. And we're gonna make sure that little thing called worry that just sits there like a flipping dirty little crow. And you go, shut up. And don't just cast it down. Seek first His kingdom. Seek first. And you know what? Receiving's easy. It's easy. You know what? And these blessings will chase you down. And you get the blessings, but your heart's not in the blessing. Your heart is with the Lord. And you look at the blessing and go, wow, really? You know, I do like eating well. There's no doubt. Right? But it's like it becomes a testimony. And you re-offer it up to the Lord. We have to make sure we are free from all narcissism because it makes us small and all worry and doubt because it shrinks us down and we couldn't, if we're consumed with worry, if you're consumed with worry, talk about breakthrough, you couldn't even break through a wet paper bag. This is why we seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and you're going, wow, feeling a bit dunamisy today. 
got the deliverance session. Ooh, I feel a bit of exousia. Ooh, ooh, exousia. What happened in that meeting? He's screaming. Bit of Kratos. It's legit. Can we put on the non-generic pads, please? Holy Ghost. Okay, we're going to have communion. Grab it. Holy Ghost. <laughs> there we go. I've got a bit penty on you in the back end. A bit penty. <laughs> Glory to God. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Now, as you're doing that, as you're doing that, I believe the Lord spoke clearly of how to become enlarged is magnifying Him and serving and serving. You know, one of the best ways you can ever serve is win souls, winning souls. You know, I get in that car drive up to Moontab, we've seen a lot of people come to the Lord up there, right? You become a bigger person. Did you know that the bigger you get, the challenges get smaller. It's counterproductive. It's sort of like, Lord, says, ex- 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 extend your tent pegs. And you know there's going to be enlarging and a little bit of pain, but you become a bigger person. And what happens, your metron and your jurisdiction explodes. God gave me jurisdiction over headaches and bad backs. Ten years later, I have served in stewarding the gift and I now have jurisdiction. Stage four cancer, multiple sclerosis. Epstein Barr, you name it. I'm not saying that's, I'm not trying to put a limiting belief. I'm just giving you an example. But we actually have to allow God to enlarge us by seeking first His kingdom. I'm gonna pray. And this is what I want you to do in this communion. You know that God gave everything? He gave everything. He didn't go, all right, I've got something in my back pocket. I know we've sent Jesus, but I've got a little bit extra I'm gonna keep back for myself. God so loved the world. God so loved the cosmos. He so agape the cosmos that He gave His only begotten Son. That whoever believe in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God, it says that while we were yet sinners, God, it said He died. Christ died for us. He actually died for you without the guarantee that you choose Him. He put it all on the line. He put it all on the line. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lead us in a prayer. You don't have to pray. I'm going to give you the heads up. We're basically going to say, Lord, I ask you to give me grace to enlarge me. And that's a scary prayer, especially if you believe it. But if you wanna pray this with me, I'll lead you guys in prayer. If you don't wanna pray it, you're going, ah, I wanna do this in my own time. As long as you do it. Because you know what? If you don't become a big person, you can't receive big prayers. Sorry, you can't. <laughs> I don't want big prayers. Okay, when the storms come, duly noted. So I'm gonna lead people in prayer and just saying, Lord, I just thank you. I just thank you for wisdom. And I thank you for enlarging me that I'm free from all worry. And I just thank you for being enlarged to the place. My mountains shrink down, but Lord, it's through magnifying you. Okay. Let's stand, let's stand. Just break a spirit of slouching. <laughs> all right, Holy Ghost. Okay, you don't have to pray this with me. I've told you, I've given the heads up. Let's just pray. Say this after me. Dear Jesus, I thank You. You are the Son of God. And You died on the cross for my sins. And You gave everything. And You require me to believe and receive everything that You're calling me to be. I give You permission to call me into deeper places where I need to be enlarged. Anoint me, Lord, as I arise. Anoint me, Lord, as I shine. Anoint me, Lord, as I magnify You. Anoint me, Lord, as I step out in service. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Take your communion. Praise God. Getting a bit whacked. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. You know, uh, as we were saying before, if we could put the, can we put the, uh, uh, this on the screen, the Thursday night event again, please? If you didn't before. Do you know what? 
there are some major issues in our generation. The infanticide that we're seeing, the attack on our children in regard to gender identity is huge. But also medical choices and decisions is huge. I don't know if this is being, I think Carl's, I don't know if it's being recorded, so I can't guarantee that. But at least you could get the details and register later in the week. Doesn't matter. If you register, you can probably come in here. But if it's at there, it won't make any difference. But I tell you what, I encourage people. We are seeing so much scandal. This is the last thing I'll say, because I've got a lot to say, is this. Our role is to shine in society and we are seeing, we are seeing so many things come through legislation and the government gate and the media gate. And we can't just disassociate into our little church lives and hope that Jesus is gonna rescue us. That's not how light works. We are called to shine. So if you can't make it, I understand it's not a problem, but that's, that's just there. We're gonna keep that up. We'll close the prayer now. And uh, have a great day. Enjoy the seasonal heat. And uh, this afternoon, I think I'll be wearing shorts and thongs. Hallelujah. All right. Tuesday night, last one for the year. We'll see you then.